I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Wow. Um, it was a <sighs> not fun game. <laughs> um, shout out to the guys. Hey, just remember, we're putting out podcasts after brutal losses, all right? Yep. Um, we don't discriminate. We don't discriminate against wins or losses. We, we still put pods out, except on the weekends. <laughs> except on the weekends. We got to take a break sometimes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, listen off, to Isaac's voice. Yes, exactly. Uh, first off, I've had a, a good amount of people reach out to me today about yesterday's pod when I said if you want to do something for the holidays and I talked about the shoe drive type of thing hey. uh, for kicking it for a cause. And I've had different people DM me today. I've sent their address to them. So really, really cool. Um, thanks for, um, tell, tell everybody if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, or if you didn't listen to yesterday's, tell everybody what it is. Yeah, you can, uh, I talked a lot about it on yesterday's podcast, but, uh, uh, my buddy, Chris, and we both went to Liberty university. He started an organization called kicking it for a cause. And he pretty much raises shoes year round to take to the Republic of Congo, uh, for people who don't have shoes or never had shoes before. And uh, he's taking a trip in April, so uh, we raced, uh, the church I'm at, we raced uh, a bunch of shoes a few weeks ago, and you can send them to him year-round. So uh, if you want information, if that's something you want to do this holidays, I think it's, uh, it's something cool. I'm a shoe guy. I love shoes. Uh, so it was cool to uh, kind of send him and see uh, different videos of where he's uh, went before and handed out shoes to people that's never had a single pair of shoes. And uh, So anyway... If uh, it's something, uh, I had a guy reach out to me today about his church doing it, and he wanted more information, so I thought that was super cool. And uh, yeah, so if you want information, holler. You can find him on, you can find it for Kicking for a Cause, or uh, Chris is on Twitter and stuff a lot too. So he's good friends with the Curry, Seth Seth and Steph and all that. So anyway. Oh, you mean Steph Curry, the two-time MVP, and Seth Curry, the currently retired <coughs> NBA basketball player? <laughs> currently retired oh. for for losing the ju- the jump ball <laughs> to JJ. So great. Still good. Still good. And right, yes, today's... that's still the best moment of the past 48 hours because we're going to kind of ignore this Pelicans game even happened. We'll talk about it a little bit, but uh, full disclosure, I did not. I was not able to watch the game tonight. I've watched some highlights and I've looked at the stats and things, but I have not watched it yet. So, I think you probably enjoyed your night more, though. Yeah. <laughs> Made some money tonight. So. We're going to talk about that game a little bit, and then we'll talk about Anthony Davis' future and uh, discuss the future of the Mavericks after this you know, this whole stretch of games. And the ne- well, let's just, we'll discuss the next stretch of games, too, because I think there, there's going to be some interesting games we'll, we'll take a look at going forward. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and Isaac, before we do, it's back. This episode of Lockdown Mavericks is brought to you by Action Heat. Action Heat, we talked about it the other day. It makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. You heard me right. Battery-heated clothing. You ever wanted to take a heated blanket? Have you ever had a heated blanket, Isaac? Yes, I love heated blankets. They're, they're so great. Or heated seats in a car. If you ever wanted to do anything like that, now you can take it with you with Action Heat. 
That's not even written. I just made that up. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat, like I said before. They can reach temperatures up to 135 degrees. Have you ever wanted to feel like you were at NBA Summer League in the middle of December in Texas? You can. (laughs) Turn it up to 115. (laughs) That's what it felt like during Summer League. Uh, powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries, last up to 12 hours on each charge. Action Heat batteries also can recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them. So you can walk around, warm yourself up, recharge your phone. It's a it's a great deal, man. It's an it's awesome stuff. They provide toasty warm and comfort for your whole body, including jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. They have women's clothes, men's clothes, all all kinds of stuff. Even if you're not super even if you're not super uh, thinking about buying any of this stuff, go check out the website. There's some cool stuff on there. And if you go to actionheat.com/lockedon and check out everything they have to offer, we uh, it helps us out, it helps them out. Um, so go to actionheat.com/lockedon or use the co- the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. That's locked on one word all together no capitals just l o c k e d o n locked on save 20% on all your orders. Get some stuff for uh some family members, especially other people in uh, in other states and there's lots of people in other states that listen to this that uh, could actually use <laughs> stuff for the heated stuff. Uh, or if you work in an office, some people Okay, I went to I had an interview for a job the other day and I went in and somebody said that, that some people in the office, it's so cold in the office that they have a heater under their desk in Florida. You don't have to do that. Just get action heat in socks. In Florida? Yeah, in Florida. Just get action heat socks. Stay toasty and warm while enjoying your outdoor outdoor activities or maybe your inside ones with action heat. And we thank them for sponsoring the Lockdown Mavericks podcast so we can bring you guys more podcasts. Yeah, especially if you're going on like a ski trip or something. Yeah. Look these things up. That'd be cool. It's actually cold in Dallas right now. Oh, is uh, it? It's like, yeah, it's in the 30s right now. So I say cold. I know some people's going to be like, oh, it's not cold. But well, well, everybody here yeah. says it's freezing in Florida and it is 47 degrees. Yeah. I, I'm laughing at all these people that are like, it's so cold outside. <laughs> they don't know what it is. Anyway, so this game, I as I said before, I Ooh. haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Everyone is saying it's brutal. Twitter saying it's brutal. <coughs> The game to me came down to four things. Uh, let me break down what those four things are to you, Isaac Harris. Uh-oh. But I'm going to do that after this. All right, the four reasons, the four big factors that stood out to me for this game, Anthony Davis and Julius Randle. They just, the Mavericks have no answer for those two guys. Um. I'll ask you a little bit about DeAndre Jordan and how he did, which uh, I'm guessing not very well. They combined for 54 points. They shot 21 of 36. That's 58%. They combined for 22 rebounds. LOL. Julius Randle had 18. <laughs> so he had most of those. 10 assists and 5 blocks combined. And that The Mavericks have no answer for either of those guys. And you would think that DeAndre Jordan would be the answer to that, but Anthony Davis is the worst player for DeAndre Jordan. Not only can he match the height, can he match the the strength uh, and the speed and the jumping ability of DeAndre Jordan, he can also take him off the dribble. And that is something that DeAndre Jordan gravely struggles with. And uh, what did you think about DeAndre Jordan on either of those guys tonight? 
Well, yeah, I mean, that was the issue. So, like, before heading into the game, you know, Dallas's big news was Dennis Smith Jr. not playing. And uh, he was setting out the game uh, for his wrist. And so you're like, hey, we get Point Luke again. And, and I, he talked to Eddie Sefko before the game and uh, said he kind of re-injured it. Not really re-injured. I don't use that word, but uh, aggravated it, I guess, uh, on the the play the play that circulated Twitter of the Luca step back the other day. Mm-hmm. And he told Eddie when he fell and he slipped and fell on that drive, uh, he kind of braced himself with his uh, arms and he kind of you know the same wrist kind of made it hurt. And ever since uh, that play at the end of the fourth, there he said he was holding it and it was bothering him. So. He set out you know, tonight's game, and but on the other side, uh, Nikola Mirotic set out also, and so therefore they started Julius Randle. And but so, see, Mirotic is a guy that the Mavericks can guard. Yes, Julius so, Randle is not, and never has yeah, been. So the, it it was a different type of matchup when you when this is where you're talking about with when you have somebody like Harrison Barnes at the four. And this lineup that everybody you know loves, as far as hey, we or was wanting heading into the season. Okay, we got to put Harrison at the four, Luke at the three. You know, Luke. I mean, Harrison doesn't really love playing the four a lot, and it's nights like night and tonight that you see um, maybe why he doesn't like playing a four. And when you have to body up somebody like Julius Randall, that is uh, a bigger guy and uh, goes after the rebounds and. Yeah, so like Barnes had to guard Randall's, so therefore, uh, yeah, DeAndre had to guard uh, uh, Anthony Davis, and you know he kept him off the boards for the most part because uh, Anthony Davis didn't get his. Believe it or not, I remember the broadcast crew saying this: he didn't get like his first rebound until like halfway through the second quarter or something like that. Uh, so like he, he kept him four. <clears throat> yeah, he kept him off the boards for the most part. It's just you know just offensively. I mean, there was just times where. DeAndre, when you watch DeAndre guard somebody like Anthony Davis, DeAndre really looks old. And it's mm. kind of unfair to DeAndre uh, because everybody's going to look worse than Anthony Davis uh, yeah. for the most part when you're seven feet tall. But when you see somebody like the same height as DeAndre and doing the things that he's doing and moving faster and more yeah. fluid and dribbling, it makes DeAndre just look more stiff and more, I don't know. Yeah, um, the so, contrast yeah. between playing against Nurkic the other night and then playing against Anthony Davis is insane. <laughs> yes, uh, completely different. And what was wild is you know he wasn't even really like – uh, abusing him from like the three, like he was, you know, he only, he went two for two on three. It's not like he just sat out there and just dared DeAndre to challenge him at three. And um, he, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis. I mean, twenty seven points from him. He did get hurt, you know, in the middle of the game. He rolled up his ankle, uh, but mm-hmm. at the time that he rolled up his ankle, he, they were up by like you know double digits, like fifteen twenty points. So he's like, oh man, I wish this. If you never wish an injury would happen, but you're like, if it's going to happen, I wish it would have been earlier uh, when it was a closer game. So, uh, but he ended up coming back in the game anyway. And this game, man, if if you looked up a, a, a prototypical definition of what does a what does a tired uh, team that is kind of like on e like that is on e coming off a back to back on the road look like. And this is what it would look like. Like it would just, they, you know, people have back to backs all the time. Like the Lakers had a back to back the other night against the Mavericks, but they were at, it was a home back to back. That's completely completely different ball game. Yeah, when the second Dallas, when the <laughs> second game is on the road, those are tough. 
Yeah, Dallas played played Portland in Dallas, and I know Dallas and New Orleans is close, you know, geography wise. But they play Portland. They got to fly there, get in there, get in the hotel. Did you say it's Dallas like, and Portland are close geography wise. No, Dallas and New Orleans. Oh, okay, okay, I was like, yeah. so they, like, are, they, play, they are not. <laughs> they play Portland at home. And so it's like that quick turnaround and not making excuses. It's just that's exactly yeah. what you would try to define somebody that, hey, doesn't watch basketball. And you're like trying to describe to them, this is what a team will look like on a away back-to-back second game. And like it just seemed like the their magic just ran out for this game. Yeah. Uh, Luca and, and Harrison Barnes is my next point. They combined for 24 points. They combined for 7 of 21 from the field, 33%. 4 of 13 from 3. When your two best scorers only, you know, score 24 points, that's not going to – you're not going to get it done. That's just not it. Yeah, and, you know, the very first play of the game, it was kind of, it was encouraging because, you know, Luca was back at point guard and they went down very first possession of the entire basketball game. Mavericks win the tip. They throw it to Luca. He posts up Drew Holiday, and he just does this spin move, like a shot right over Drew Holiday in buckets. And you're like, let's go. Like, this, I'm going to start. Like, this is what you do. I mean, 6'8", Luka. Uh, <clears throat> but little did we know, Luka was only going to attempt seven more shots in the game. So uh, that that's where uh, there's some hierarchy that I think they just got to figure out when – when you start getting down by like 10 or 15 or something, and I'm not saying LeBron, I mean, Luca's on the LeBron and Giannis and them type level right now. He's not, but that's when I want best players to say, Try hey, and write the ship. Yeah, like whether that's him, whether that's uh, you know, a Carlisle coaching staff thing, um, but it just, for, for you to get beat this bad and it to be pretty much out of hand in the third quarter, when he, you know, Carlisle pretty much benched everybody. I, w- I want my best player to try, at least try. Like, I, my long story short, they shouldn't lose by as much as they did with Luka taking eight shots. That's my thing. Like, if you're going to lose by this much, at least go down swing. I want my best player going down swinging, taking more than eight shots. But Definitely. Definitely. And the Mavericks, they seem to have that problem where – if it starts to go down, if it's if the ship's starting to go down, you know the, the Titanic's starting to sink. What do you do? What do you turn to? Who who tries to bring them out? A lot of times the bench does. The Mavericks will go to their bench, and the bench did not do great tonight. <laughs> yeah, the, and that was the thing. Like we're so used, we're so accustomed to them putting this bench in, and JJ Bray and them and these guys and uh, them just really just keeping it going. And they they just they wasn't on the same page tonight, and nobody was. I mean, it was just it was just one of those nights. You just gotta just like the the Fox Sports um, post game with <laughs> Seth Sabas uh, and Dana Larson. Um, Seth started off the whole thing by just wadding up the stat sheet and throwing it, and I'm like, that's really really what you got to do because this didn't look like the Mavs over the past like week or two. It seemed like they were just completely out of whack. And yeah, you hope it's just a one that that's what I don't, I don't think you should, anybody should be drawing any big conclusions from this game at all is nobody played well. And like, it was just, it was just one of those games where just nothing, nothing worked the entire night And the Pelicans shot 58% from three. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat. Their bench shot seven for 10 from three and the Mavericks, uh, the Mavericks bench shot something like five for 23 from three. 
just their bench. Um, yeah. Their bench. Th- this team is going to live and die by the long ball. <laughs> um, they went 14 of 46 tonight. Isaac, the Mavericks have attempted 46 threes in five games this season. If they hit 15 or more, they've won three times. If they hit 14 or less, they've lost twice. Hmm. Got to hit those threes. Yeah. Got to hit them. I mean, Barnes was three for nine from three. Um, Maxie. Yeah. One for eight. Yeah, I was I was telling Nick, you know, it reached a point in the third quarter to where, you know, Rick pretty much benched everybody. And it was just like, a, hey, it, if we're going to have a chance in this game, we're going to have to hit a bunch of threes. So they were just, it felt like they were just chucking them up left and right. Um, but I, I mean, I, I do want to say this. I, I think they did uh, miss uh, Dennis Smith Jr. tonight and they missed his, um, he's been playing really aggressive defense and um, just, I mean, I think they they need anybody tonight, but uh, it's not like Drew Holiday went off. I mean, he had 17 points, eight assists, but you know they definitely could have used him. They could have used, I mean, Daryl Armstrong could have suited up tonight. They they could have used him. So um, they could have used anybody. You think tonight. he could still do that reverse layup he did in the dunk contest? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's what he's known for. <laughs> oh man, uh, the other thing that stuck out to me turnovers and that stuck out to Carlisle after the game he mentioned turnovers specifically the Mavericks as a team 18 turnovers Bray had four DeAndre had four your center should not get four turnovers that just should not happen yeah uh, DeAndre had two points by the way just letting you know I, I saw that <laughs> Barnes had three turnovers Dwight Powell had two Luca only had two which is good Luca's turnovers have been been going down a, uh, a lot which is encouraging to hear but he also played a lot less tonight he played about what did he play? Ten minutes less than he normally does. Yeah, yeah, he played twenty-two minutes. Yeah, he played a lot less, so that's one of the reasons. Uh, Dorian, Devin, and Ryan Brokoff, who got some minutes. What? Okay, what did you think about Ryan Brokoff and his minutes? Let's let's talk about that. Well, they put him in in the third quarter, and uh, I you know, I watched the game at home tonight with my wife and uh, and stuff. Well, she wasn't really watching; she was like drawing and stuff. But uh, she always says whenever we I have away games on, and I'm like you know writing different stuff for it, and she. She always has this uh, this feeling, this heart feeling goes out to Brokoff. And she's like, oh, he doesn't get to play. <laughs> and then, so when he does get in, normally if he ever does get in, it's like for like 30 seconds yeah. at the end. She's like, that's so sad they only put him in for 30 seconds. So in the third quarter tonight when he rolls out there, I'm like, I'm like honey, look. It's your it's Brokoff. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for him. I'm like, and like she was genuinely <laughs> happy. And uh, he hit a three, and that was really cool. And he had actually uh, put a gif out of this. Uh, he had this really good help defense play on Randall, and he came down and actually blocked Randall in the post. And uh, I thought, yeah, I mean, yeah, Brokoff's cool. He has a cool backpack. He wears a Lion King backpack, and it's funny. It's funny he's still a rookie because isn't he 28? <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is really weird that he's a rookie. He's even older than Maxi was last year. Maxi was twenty five last year when he was a rookie. It has to be weird for Luca too to be considered like quote rookie when you've he's been a pro. For yeah, yeah. One at these massive stages and crowds years. and all that stuff. When I will was, say when if, he if became he, a pro, Dennis Smith Junior was in like playing middle school basketball. Think about that, Dennis. In South Dennis North was North joining his like first AAU team when Luca was. At Real Madrid, getting um, paid, getting paid dollars. Getting paid. I will say, if I had to pick like one player that played like positive <laughs> tonight, uh, I'd say Jalen Brunson. 
He played 25 minutes tonight. He just, he, he just, I mean, we talk about it all the time. It's like, uh, uh, whatever. We talk about it too much. Just how he is this vet already as a rookie. They put him in these spot minutes, and he just makes the right plays. And he played 25 minutes tonight, but um, I, I just thought he played well. And just really smart player, uh, passes, making shots. And uh, it's good to have him as this security blanket moving forward in the backcourt. Yeah, he and Luca and Dennis are kind of the only things that are on the books for not not next year, not the year after, but you know that that following year. They're kind of the, or no, yeah, not next, not this next coming season, but the season after that. They're the only three that are on the books, and I'm I'm good with that. I'm good that Brunson is still on the books. Yeah, speaking of books, who else could be on those books? Let's talk about those books. Let's take a quick break, and we'll talk about Anthony Davis's future and if the Mavericks have anything to do with it. All right, Isaac. So, you uh, you sent out a controversial uh, Twitter. You tweeted something. You tweeted something that was controversial. You said we got to get a better home crowd for Anthony Davis. Well, it looks like it looked like there was like thirteen people in the crowd tonight, New Orleans, and Dalton accounted for you know one of those. But <laughs> um, it, I was like, like, it's that. so it's so embarrassing that you have a top five player in the league. And it just seemed like there's just no crowd. I'm like, what would like what would Anthony Davis do if he had like an awesome crowd? He'd be like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like. Can you imagine like a, I don't know, a rejuvenated Davis like like in cool Seattle? Crowd? Oh yeah, <laughs> Seattle. I mean, move the Pelicans it, to Seattle. He would own the whole state of Washington. Like, can you imagine if Seattle can't? If Seattle, yeah, Macklemore would have to give up his. <laughs> His throne there, I guess. Seattle brought back the Sonics and Anthony Davis. Like, oh be... my gosh! But now it's just that would like, make them I mean, forget about losing Kevin Durant. <laughs> that's like a bottom three, bottom five crowd in, in the league. I mean, it might be the bottom, <laughs> but yeah. So I tweeted that out. Of course, a bunch of Mavs fans got a hold of it. I was like, "Oh, the AAC is a nice crowd and stuff like that." And hey, of course, Bill Bill Simmons had Mark Went Stein <laughs> sellout streak. They've sold out all these games. Hey, hey. how much are you want to bet if the Mavericks ever get to pitch Anthony Davis that that's part of their pitch? Do you know the Mavericks, Mavericks have sold out in the AAC and NBA 600 <laughs> games in a row. It's an NBA record. NBA record. And it's still going on. It's still going strong. Even that season when we won 24 games, we sold out every season. Sold out every game. Packed house every night. In Dallas, Texas. In the Nobody Dallas-Fort Worth <laughs> Metroplex where there's never anything to do ever. It's just Nobody else in the league can say that. Tell me a team that can win 24 games and sell out every single game. Tell me. Who is that team? We'll wait. They'd be like, uh, the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, things the Knicks have forever. <laughs> um, but no, you so sell like this Anthony Davis stuff. Um, Bill Simmons, you know, the pod father. Uh, he we both love Bill Simmons, by the way. I know a lot of people yeah. hate him, but I, I have loved him ever since I was. I listened to his first podcast. Every time he brings Mark Stein on, I remember that first podcast he did because I remember listening to it. Yes, we both love Bill Simmons. Nick listens to every single Bill Simmons podcast. If That's I don't not true know, anymore. I, I, get, I gave up listening to every single one. I stopped. Okay. If he does, if he has a random movie person, I don't yeah, know. I don't listen I didn't, to it. I didn't listen to the recent <clears> um, But anyway, uh, you know, he brought, he threw it out there like last week because the Ringer and Bill loves uh, Luka Doncic like everybody should. 
And uh, he threw it out there. Why can't Anthony Davis be a, a Dallas destination? It's a good that question, got, Bill. Why that, can't Anthony Davis? <laughs> that, that got the Mavericks fans going that listened to Bill's pod. Then he had Mark Stein on his podcast. And if you haven't listened to that pod, I mean, if there's That's ever great. been a Maverick centric podcast for Bill Simmons, yeah, it's called um, da- it's called Doncic does Dallas. Yeah, so it's uh, Mark Stein. The uh, there is nobody within the Mavericks um, reporting world that I trust more with Maverick stuff than Mark Stein. Unless Dirk's uh, he, reporting a story himself, <laughs> that is true. Uh, Mark Stein is uh, the goat when it comes to covering the Mavericks. I might even trust Mark Stein's word more than Rick Carlisle's. If Rick, to- um, if yeah. Rick Carlisle told you something happens and Mark Stein tell- told you something happens, I would believe Mark Stein more than I would believe Rick Carlisle. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, yeah. So they Biggest talk a lot about news terrorism I've ever heard. <laughs> that was a quote right there. <laughs> that um, should have been your quote of the week. Then, oh, <laughs> 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 oh, you know my history with Rick. Um, with but yeah, Mark, Stein, um, <laughs> Mark, Mark Stein, Mark, Mark Stein. He he talks all about that. He talks about Dirk and uh, kind of the Dallas Pantheon and like Dirk compared to uh, Dallas athletes and stuff. But they briefly talk about the Anthony Davis future, and it's intriguing. So it got more, it has more people talking right now. Will Dallas have a legit shot? Is there a pathway for Anthony Davis to be a Dallas Maverick in the future? And I'm sorry, my voice is still going bad. So. I'm struggling right now, but You're is good. there a pathway? You got, you got the dulcet tones of they're like they're like raspy and low. It's like you should sing the blues right now. <laughs> is there? If I knew a blues song, I would try to sing it. But <laughs> um, <laughs> every day I have the blues. So anyway, is there a pathway for Anthony Davis to be on the Mavericks? Um, do you want to go first, and then? I can. Uh, there is. There's absolutely a pathway for Anthony Davis to be to be. Okay, you can take so, the positive. So, way. by the way, the Anthony Davis situation is going to be talked about ad nauseum, and everyone's going to be talking about it, and they're going to keep talking about it. And he's not going to be a free agent this summer. A lot of people I've seen have been confused, think he's going to be a free agent this summer. He's also not going to be a free agent the summer after that. <laughs> um, well, because he's it, he's guaranteed it, this year. He's guaranteed next year. Uh, no, no. Then, then summer of 2020, he's going to be a free agent. So I guess not this summer, but next summer. I was mistaken. He has, Here's a, the he has a player option for for uh, the 2020-21 season. So not this summer, but next when the Mavericks have everything off their books. The timeline for Anthony Davis goes like this: between yeah, he knows he knows New Orleans is going to offer him the super max, yep. the two hundred something million, all that stuff. And he's made the All NBA <clears> teams <throat> in order to make the biggest amount of money anyone's ever made. They can offer him that contract next summer. They're obviously going to know some type of direction. Yeah, um, he knows that it's coming from New Orleans. It's not going to be a San Antonio situation. They've already told him probably that it's on the table. Like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> now. When does Anthony Davis tell them yes or no? Does he tell them, hey, before the trade deadline? And he says, you know what? I don't want to waste another year of my career. Let's do it now. I'll help you get something back. He pulls a Carmelo Anthony. And the front office goes, damn, that was mean. (laughs) And tells them, hey, I'm I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to leave in free agency. Not this summer, but the next time. I'm not going to sign the extension. So the moment he tells them that, their, their clock is obviously ticking. 
Um, so then uh, he could play the season out and say, you know what, I'm not going to say anything about this um, or tell you anything until the summer. And then when they offer it and he, he tells him yes or no, if he tells him no, then they're probably going to try to trade him next summer. And yep. because the whole thought, and it's pretty common sense NBA-wise, if he tells them I'm not going to sign the extension, they can't afford as a franchise to let this thing play out and him walk for yeah. nothing. We've they seen this over out. and over again with Paul George, with Kawhi Leonard, with Jimmy Butler. We've seen this over and over again. <clears throat> yeah, and what <clears> – you know, I, and Bill Simmons and them talking about it, Bill had brought up the um, – he's like, well, I, you just can't trade a player like Anthony Davis. The city of New Orleans, like the Pelicans franchise, they just wouldn't survive if they traded him. Yeah. No, you know how they couldn't survive if they if he walked for nothing. That's how they couldn't survive. Yeah. You have to get something because you could probably, if you pushed hard enough, you could probably get Jason Tatum right now. So, not if Bill Simmons was the the GM. Stop. Get out of here. That that's dumb. Um, he said if they offered Horford and Tatum, Horford and Tatum for Brandon Davis, he wouldn't do it. No, get out. Come on, stop. <laughs> Stop. You would roll out Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis and Jalen Brown and, and Marcus and Martin, Gordon Hayward. And Gordon Hayward. Uh, that would be the first team, the first team in this Golden State era since KD joined that I would say this is a legit series in the finals. Oh, heck yeah, because who's, who's guarding Anthony Davis on the Warriors? He's Anthony no. Davis has already killed the Warriors. <clears throat> so anyway, he got swept. Like they brought up on the pod, they said, "Is there a way for the Dallas Mavericks to get involved? Could they get Anthony Davis? Why couldn't they uh, with the rise of Luca?" And you think there is a way? I just think that the pathway is the team keeps sucking, and the Mavericks have the cap space for him, and they in not so they can't trade their their draft pick next year, but they'll ha- they'll have draft picks to trade coming up next year, right? They'll be able to trade, and so, so they couldn't. So you're saying next summer, it, Dallas couldn't yeah, make the trade. He's not going anywhere this year. I don't think he. I don't think they're trading him uh, this year. Well, he, unless he like, unless he demands one. That's the, yeah, yeah. that's the only way we think before next season he could be on the move. He would have to demand it. He would have yeah. to pull a Jimmy Butler, a Paul George, uh, you know. And the Pacers didn't do the Paul George when he demanded True. it initially. So. That would be the path, and the Mavericks have to put together some offer of Dennis and Harrison Barnes and picks, and it, I don't know if it would be better than what anyone else would offer, uh, but he is. But I think it's a destination. If he ever made it to free agency, I feel like the Mavericks would be a destination. That would be the that's the path. It, he would have to make it to free agency. I don't think he's going to make it there, uh, but the Mavericks have the space. They have some assets. They'll have more assets next year with the picks, and that's that's the hope. <laughs> really you know yeah i'm gonna be the debbie downer uh, yeah i don't think i don't think anthony davis will be a dallas maverick at all and i don't think uh, a lot of mavs fans think that's that's gonna happen either i don't think we're raining on everybody's parade about this yeah it, and it's just a few different factors but crazier things have happened lebron ended yes. up lebron ended up on the lakers jimmy butler ended up on the timberwolves you know Paul George ended up with OKC. He re-signed with OKC. There's been there's been crazier things that have happened. Crazy things have happened. Uh, here's here's the thing. Uh, he should never hit free agency. So the right. the destination of where Anthony Davis will spend his future will happen within the next twelve months. Yeah. But it's going to be via trade. And then it, for me, it's just really simple. Of 
Dallas just doesn't have the assets to to match the other teams. I mean, it's very clear. Uh, any podcast you you talk about that the Lakers and the Celtics are hoarding up their assets uh, to make this Anthony Davis run, and you know Dallas just haven't. And and I don't want this to come across that like we're down in Dennis Smith Jr. But Dennis just ain't good enough to match uh, an offer, <laughs> you know, for, right, right, right. Uh, he's not a Jason Tatum level. No. Um, he's, he's not in that Ingram type of package that the Lakers could do. So, you know, it's just in even Harrison, Harrison's going to be a free agent this summer. So he would have to like opt in and then still he would opt in and only have one year left. And yeah. Harrison's not the player either that like, and, that they're going to be wanting or should we, the stars never get traded for equal value though we should we should bring that up the, the stars never get traded for exact equal value paul george deal jimmy butler deal the Kawhi leonard deal you know they it just never happens exactly that way but yeah but their Andy deal Davis but, is different he's better than all of those guys even Kawhi. yeah but that value is still going to be better from other outlets though the only the only pathway for anthony davis to be a dallas maverick it's for Anthony Davis to walk in the front office in New Orleans and say, I'm not signing the extension. The only team I will sign with is the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> yeah, and the, he, and uh, Paul George did that exact same thing, and he's still in OKC. <laughs> he would have to force his way over the Lakers, over the over the Celtics, over any of these other teams. Over KD on the Knicks. <laughs> I want to go to the Dallas Mavericks, and therefore it would force New Orleans to say, do I let it, do I, test it and let him off for nothing or do I trade him to the Mavericks like he wants and at least get something back for him that's the only path I don't think that's what uh, that's the path that's going to go and um so yeah I I don't yeah I don't want to be the negative rain on anybody's parade but I'm not even entertaining the Anthony Davis thought at all I just don't think it'll happen at all do you think Anthony Davis liked playing with DeMarcus Cousins yeah they're like big buds yeah who's a free agent this summer hey Cousins who has cap space this summer? Um, I know on one team that does, Dallas Mavericks. Who has been connected with DeMarcus Cousins almost as much as they were connected with DeAndre Jordan? Ooh. The Dallas Mavericks? The Mavericks signed Boogie, and Anthony Davis still is big buds with Boogie and thinks that that was super effective, them playing together, which I don't think it was super effective. But if that's kind of something he's interested in, a lot of <laughs> – my dog is my dog is sitting on my lap during this podcast, by the way, and he just stood up. <laughs> um, he would have to bring a star that could pull Anthony Davis to the Mavericks. Like this summer, if they, if they could get somebody, and, and Demarcus Cousins is the first name I thought of. We're gonna go through all the free agents that are coming up in uh, in the next couple of weeks or so, and go through all the free agents, do an early look at the 2019 class because a lot of people are pointing to it and saying, "Oh, the Mavericks are gonna get their guy." So we'll see. We'll, we'll look at all those guys, but you know who else that could go on that same could, route? Could be a guy that he liked playing with and played well with last year, Rajon Rondo. Here's a question. Here's one of those those psychological. You know, if, you, <laughs> if you had to, you know, if you're in a train and you could kill one person or ten people, here's here's one of those questions. <laughs> if know. you could get Anthony Davis, but you had to sign Rajon Rondo. <laughs> so you get you get Demarcus Cousins, you bring in Rondo, who cut, Boogie and Rondo liked each other, yeah. And so you you bring those guys in, and that lures Anthony Davis as part of it, part of the package. The rest of the allure is Doncic and Dallas, and you know Mark Cuban as an owner, and 
you know, all those kinds. Rick Carlisle is the best, the best coach he's ever played for. And you know, even in college and all this stuff, as much as I dislike Rajon Rondo, um, absolutely. There isn't a play in the league. I would not sign if it meant <laughs> getting Anthony Davis. You absolutely do that. And Rick Carlisle and Rondo have to sit down. They'll have to figure it out. And, uh, and it'll be okay. By the way, did you watch the jump today? I did not know. Uh, it was based in Toronto today, and Masai Ujiri did a uh, a sit down interview with with Rachel Nichols. Oh, and uh, Kyle Lowry also did a sit down interview, and Kyle Lowry was asked about his relationship with Masai Ujiri, and he said he said we just come in, I do my job, he does his job, and that's it. And Masai Ujiri, Masai Ujiri responded and he said, Kyle, Kyle's always mad at me. <laughs> no way. Like they were sitting together? No. No, it was it was Kyle first and then Masai Ujiri, the GM of the the GM of the Raptors, by the way. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Who traded away his best friend DeMar DeRozan to the Spurs. So 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 executives and you know players and coaches, they there's been all these times when a player didn't like a coach or didn't like an executive and and they can make it work with Rondo. No, they're and not. Rondo's not, not that bad. I've watched lots of Rondo this year, and Rondo is he don't can do take, some good things on the basketball court still. Yeah, like trip people. Yeah, untie their shoes. Oh wait, that's Jarris. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, sorry to rain on your parade. Uh, we did not watch a future Maverick uh, tonight, Anthony Davis. Well, we uh, could have been Julius Randle. He's a free agent this summer. Uh, man, he torches the Mavericks every, every single time. Yeah, <laughs> you get, if you can't beat him, have him join you. And we'll talk about him uh, when we talk about uh, yeah. upcoming free agents. We'll, we might do that on Friday. Yeah, we might uh, give fan polls a break for one week and talk about potential free agents, maybe. Yeah, especially if they lose again, then we'll be like, oh, man. We to... <laughs> we're talking about losing again. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.